Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Welcome, Salt Lickers, to the Salt Lick Film Review, the People's Film Review. I'm one of your hosts, Spencer Marsh. I'm joined by my other host, Everett Davis. We're going to have to excuse Evan Forsyth. He had some other some other commitments to attend to. But we have the most amazing episode of the Salt Lick Film Review today. We're going to be reviewing Toy Story 4. And, I mean, it's going to be the it's going to be a great episode because, uh, I mean, we're reviewing the end of, really, the end of a legacy here. And it's, I mean, I don't know. I cried at the end of this movie. I think it's going to be great. Um, uh, first, as always, we're going to be getting into what we've been watching this week. I'm going to start with what I've been watching this week since uh, we just don't have kind of a regular lineup here. Um, we well, so I actually watched this movie called Fifty Fifty this week. I'm sure you heard. Have you heard of this? Have with uh, uh, it's with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt Seth and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets cancer, but spinal cancer, Ooh. and uh, the whole story is just kind of his his like finding love it's actually a really short movie it's like i think it was only about 90 minutes long but i mean it was still really really good joseph gordon levitt gives like a really good performance um it kind of shows his descent into kind of his pain um get obviously getting rid of a lot of his hair but it's also a love story it's kind of how he finds himself amidst all the pain yeah and so uh bryce dallas howard plays his first initial love interest but she ends up cheating on him and then he ends up falling in love with uh, a psychologist played by Anna Kendrick, and just the end of the movie is just basically there is basically they're coming together in the midst of all that, you know. So pretty dang cool. Um, oh, and then I also watched a movie called Good Night and Good Luck this week. Have you heard of it? That before? I've heard of that. Yeah. It's uh, it's George Clooney's movie about Edward Morrow, who was a major. Uh, he ran a show a television show called um, See It Now, I think it's called, uh, during about the 1950s and 60s, during the McCarthy uh, communist scare yeah. and everything. And Morrow is the one who kind of is really goes after, really goes after McCarthy, kind of like you're just playing up a bunch of theatrics. You're just trying to get attention, basically. Uh, but it's really, it's also another short movie, only about 90 minutes long, but it's also really intense and really well acted. David Strathairn is the guy who plays Edward Morrow, and then you get appearances from lots of, Big time Hollywood player Patricia Clark, Robert Downey Jr. Um, where is that? Is that on Netflix? That's on Netflix right now. Yeah, okay. or at least that's where I, that's where I saw it. Both of those are on Netflix right now, but both super great movies. Both really well acted. Both both movies that kind of surprised me. You know, you don't really get to see a lot of those types of really intimate movies anymore. And so I was really I was really happy to to kind of see that. Ev, what have you been watching this week? Um, three things. Two three H- things. Dang. Two two HBO one. Uh, one Netflix, okay. and I'll save the Netflix for last because you're gonna you're gonna get a kick out of it. Out uh, of the Netflix one, yeah. Um, so number one, um, running with Beto. Running with Beto. Um, huh. Since presidencies are coming up, you know, this one's about Beto O'Rourke and like oh, his yeah. is uh, his running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting um, because I fundamentally disagree on like a <laughs> lot, almost everything. With Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, that's not why I watch it. I didn't watch it to like pick apart his politics. Sure. Um, it was kind of cool to get like a humanizing view of him. Yeah. Instead of just. So it was like his life story more than anything or what? Yeah. Okay. Um, and like, not really like his wife story, but uh, more of his candidacy. Right. Um, 
So interesting. I mean, he's like pretty vulgar. And I'm like, huh, I feel like if you're like in the public arena, you don't want to just be like, I don't know, you seem kind of uncultured. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm like, I feel <laughs> like that's just not what I would put in my documentary. I would have myself being like a stand-up person, not, you know, F this, F that, F you, F Trump, F this. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> like, was that like his platform? Like that's how you Not, not like his platform, but like it's like just his, like a like, lot of behind the scenes and he's... It's just you know, screw, I'm like, screw everything else. Yeah, I'm the guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I mean, like, that's kind of that's kind of standard. And almost. you want to go? With, yeah. Anyways, we can move on. Let's but okay, uh, <laughs> the second one is uh, Tag, the movie Tag. Have you heard of that with Mm-mm. like Ed Helms and uh, Jeremy Renner? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the thirty game <laughs> yeah. of Tag that they play. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I've heard of it, tag. but I wanted to watch so it. So for but the I month seen it of yet. May, every year since they were kids, they've played Tag. I love it. And it's actually really funny. I, you know, so it's like every, so every May, every year. Yeah. Because, time? you know, like they grow up and they can't do it like year round because right. they all live everywhere else. So they right. like modified it to like be every May. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because you have a, uh, who's, who plays the one guy in a uh, new girl, uh, Nick. Oh, Nick. Uh, he's in it too. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. the first one who's tagged and he's <laughs> sitting there in his, in his apartment and, and this lady knocks on the door, and it's Ed Helms' wife in the movie. Yeah. And she's like, hi, um, I'm just here to say hi. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, Dad, what month is it? And he's like, it's May. And he's like, no. And he, like, busts through the window. And he's, like, going down the stairs. And, like, it's actually, like, like the whole thing is, like, really funny just because okay. it's around such a simple premise but it sounded it sounded like yeah a really simple premise but like kind of played over the top like it should be oh you know? definitely jeremy renner is like some karate ninja and you know he's like smoking everyone and yeah, yeah. uh it's 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 a lot of fun um something that i thought was going to be really crass and stupid but it's actually pretty pretty decent of a movie and then the third like kind of like kinda wholesome at least it's not like it has a i mean it's not like a just... family movie sure. but like sure you know it's fun and it's you know, it's about friendship. It's and, d- it's decent. You know, like I hope we all have something like that. You sure. Know, when we grow up, sure. maybe not that, but um, okay. The third and final show is on Netflix. The third season, which just came out of Documentary Now. Oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Evan and I have a good, have a very uh, precious history watching Documentary Now. <laughs> documentary Now, for those of you who do not know, is a mockumentary series. One of the best mockumentary series ever, <laughs> and it is hilarious. Yeah, it is so clever, and I freaking love it. Uh, the first two episodes, which I've seen, are about. Have you seen? You re- do you remember that show we started on Netflix called Wild Wild Country? Yeah, yeah, of course. It mocks that. <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> it's like so. It's really, it's really funny. Um, like the people and the real story is there's like a sex cult that moves into Oregon, mm-hmm. and they like take over the town and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like the same premise in documentary now, but it's like more of their gardening and stuff and like and they like play intercourse over their loudspeakers <laughs> to like annoy the townspeople instead of like invading the town yeah, yeah. And so like it's just like they're like and like one of the like i think it's the mayor he's sitting there and he's like well they can play their intercourse over the the intercom don't don't mind me i don't bother it much <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what the heck? What? You know? It's like just like Whoa. really funny stuff. But yeah, like sure. another one is like they have their fruit 
Yeah. And they're like, before oh, and uh the guru is um his name just smacked me in the face and left. Uh he Marley and me um Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah he's the guru. <laughs> no. And he gets out and he's like, Shalom. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? But like they ask their fruit before they eat it. And so it's like, our fruit gives us consent before we eat it. Yeah. And like just a bunch of funny stuff. It doesn't sound that funny, but you got to watch it. You got to be into documentary now. But uh, is so Bill Hader and Fred Armisen are still like at the head of it. No. I haven't seen Fred Armisen yet, and I haven't seen Bill Hader. You haven't and seen I them love, in like the credits or anything. I haven't or? seen them. Oh, stamp. Okay. I do love Bill Hader. He's one of my favorite comedic. I love Bill Hader actors too. Ever. I love Fred Armisen too. Yeah. I'm a big uh, fan of Fred Armisen. And I want to start Losa Spookies. It's a, new H- <laughs> it's, it's a new it's it's a new HBO series that came out that Fred Armisen's doing. Oh yeah, yeah, Los Spookies. Check that out. It's supposed to be pretty funny. It sounds it sounds it sounds like a Spanish person trying to yeah. say an S. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like the spooks. The spooks, but Los Spookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm actually really excited to start that. We might have to watch that together because it's Spanish. I don't know if I'm going to pick up on a lot of it. It has subtitles, but yeah. you know, maybe that's what I'll say for. Well, we know how much you enjoyed Roma, so I mean. Yeah. Did you even did you even watch Roma? I didn't get past the title scene. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think Evan actually watched it all the way through just with subtitles, but just like like I I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm like I loved that. That was awesome because I could yeah. understand the whole thing. So. <sighs> so that's what I've been watching. Um, sounds like it's been a good week for us. Um, it has. Been yeah. It's been a long. It's been a long week for us. I think we've all been all been getting a lot, a lot done. All right, well, let's move into our up and down review of Toy Story. As always, we're going to be just uh, reading the the top review on IMDb or top rev- top uh, review uh, summary on IMDb, and then the lowest review summary on IMDb of Toy Story Four. But um, this movie has actually gotten pretty good reviews so far. It's in the deservingly, I'd say, very deservingly. Yes, it's at an eighty-four with fifty-six different reviews on Metacritic.com. Uh, the top, I mean, there's a couple. There's several of them that I gave them straight a hundred. Um, you know, and there's a couple. There, let me. I'm gonna read the most detailed review because there's the very top one is Robbie Collin from the Telegraph. He just says Toy Story Four reaffirms that Pixar at their best are like no other animation studio around. Yeah, that's, it, that's... it's true. It just is true. They are just no one's going to be Pixar for animation. I'm sorry. <laughs> like if you have a Pixar movie, it's gonna win the it's gonna win the Academy Award for Best of Animation of the, of the Year. Like it's just a dead cert, right? And they have all the money in the world. They have they have all the money in the world. The they best have creators, the, the creative best. geniuses of the world. And I mean, they flock to Pixar because they know that Pixar is the place to go for animation. Oh, yeah. if, if then, then there's a more detailed one from Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun-Times. The summary says, The fourth entry is a worthy addition to the Toy Story library, bringing back some of the most beloved characters in the history of the animated film and introducing us to a fantastically entertaining new bunch of toys, some of them adorable and huggable, some of them more reminiscent of a certain type of creepy old-school doll usually seen in R-rated horror films. And I mean that's true. I would I wish we could kind of get like any sort of any sort of critique from these guys, but it sounds like all of them are pretty much in love with the movie as much as uh, as much as I am at least. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then let's see. I don't have the down up, but here down it is. Down is from Peter Bradshaw at the Guardian. It may only be a repeat of earlier ideas and plot lines, but comparable to the fourth films and other franchises and Pixar's latest is an amusing and charming gem. I feel like a that's re- a higher a repeat of earlier ideas and plot lines is what he says. Yeah. I mean, 
Yes and no. Mm, yes and no. I can kind of see what he's saying, but it's not I a mean, repeat. It's not a... It's like Star Wars. They're all Star Wars, but right. they're very different. But they're very they're different movies. They're all Toy Stories, but they're different. But they're different know? Toy Stories. Yeah, exactly. Some are better, some are worse. Exactly. Toy Story 2 is probably the worst, I'd say. You think Toy Story 2 is the worst? Two or three. Yeah. I would actually put I actually put this one as the worst. <laughs> really? I think I think so. Yeah. The end just I think it I, I think it would go for me, it would go it would go like maybe like three, one, two, four. Really? Yeah. Ranking them in that order. I would but go But that's not that's not a that's not a slap on this movie. This movie is still pretty dang good. Yeah, no, they're all very high. Yeah. Um Yeah, so what do we think about that? I mean, I feel like that's more than a sixty that he gave. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's very good. It's still a gem. I feel like if you call it a gem, I mean, when you're you make it a four, 70. when you make four movies in the same universe, there are going to be things that hearken to other movies. There just are, you know. And especially because you're trying to, well, a, you're trying to connect different storylines together somehow. Yeah. And I mean, this, I mean, the very beginning of the story actually takes place kind of in the era of the first movie when when Andy is still a kid. At yeah. For, at least for the for the first. Yeah, part. it's a and good then, throwback. And then it throws it to Ma- Bonnie. You know, from Toy Story three, when when Andy hands off the toys to Bonnie, and then bon- and now Bonnie is Bonnie. Uh, we're still kind of in Bonnie's era, and Bonnie is still now the caretaker of all the toys. Yeah, and so I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get things that harken back to other movies because you have the same personalities you're dealing with. But I mean, like the dialogue is still really funny. It's still very genuine. It's still a good plot line. And I mean, they threw in some new characters. They threw in some pretty, great, pretty great new characters with some great actors. Some actually surprising actors. I did not expect Keanu Reeves to, Reeves to be playing a role <laughs> in this movie, to be honest. But oh, he did a yeah. fantastic job as Duke Kaboom in this movie. <laughs> I love Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom was hilarious. <laughs> um, also, Key and Peele make appearances in this movie as Bunny and Rabbit. I think I think that's their name. I forget. Yeah. No, Ducky. It's like Ducky yeah, and Rabbit Duck- or something. Ducky yeah, and Bunny. You have Tony Hale, who's known for his role in, as Buster. Yeah. In yeah, yeah. Uh, Arrested Development, and then he, what is he's he? Forky. That's right. He's, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And he's he's super funny. There. I love Buster. Buster's really funny. Tony Hale's hilarious. And Forky is really is really funny. I don't know. I thought the I thought the character of Forky was just like a very imaginative. Hey guys, let's just put a spork in this movie. You know, <laughs> I know. <it's, laughs> let's make a honestly. Spork come I to thought life. he was going to be like the antagonist because of the trailers. I almost got that feel from it, but he does look kind of funky like he looks like he looks like he could turn out to be like an alien like evil person at the end of this just like in the in like when you see him interact with others he's just kind of like a creepy it's just a creepy <laughs> face you feel you want it to be like really happy and funny and smiley but yeah you can sometimes he can get, kind of throw you a vibe of just being like that that surprise evil character at the end of the movie but that never happens so yeah um what's I mean, okay, there's a lot to go over in this There's movie. a lot to go over, And yes. I want to spend a good amount of time on the ending, but let's, let's kind of build up to that. We'll build up to the ending, yes. So we have... What, are we getting into our detailed version now? Yeah, let's get into our detailed into version. Spoil, spoiled version. Spoiler version. All right, go ahead, Everett. Um, we have Gabby Gabby. Gabby Gabby. Who is uh, the person that they're referring to? Probably like as Chucky or something. <laughs> well, no, that's... That uh, the one critic was like, oh, it's like one of the dolls that, you know... Rem- yeah, no, those are like those three other dolls. I can't remember the names. It. Um, oh yeah, the weird uh, butler like. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember their I names. Can't remember the like name Duckworth or something. No, yeah, something, something, <laughs> something weird. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think those are what they're referring to. But Gabby, Gabby has her henchman. 
Right. Ba- is basically what they are. Right. Um, and I guess that's a little far. So first, <laughs> yeah, Buzz first and we Woody. Should start, we should start at the beginning, yeah. Um, okay, it starts with Bo Peep and the whole gang. And it's a stormy night. And basically, I guess one of... Ooh, who was it? R.C. R.C., yeah, was stuck in the gutter. You're right. And he couldn't get out. And so they formed a toy chain to get down there. It's actually pretty fun to watch. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. They save R.C., mm-hmm. but in the process, poor Wilbo Peep gets taken. Yep. And sold. Um, And so that's kind of the premise of the movie is um, Woody and Bo Peep are split up. And, you know, Woody and Bo Peep always have this kind of romantic, as much as toys can, relationship. Right. And exactly. it's more just like a kiddish love. You know, like right. they, just, they just love each other. I always thought it would be, uh, it's not Woody, but uh, the, the cowgirl. Um, what's her name? Um, oh, um, uh, oh my gosh. How, how can I forget her <laughs> name right now? I can't remember, but I always thought that they would be played by John Cusack. Uh, yeah. Um, I always thought that they would kind of be Jesse, Jesse. That's right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought they would end up together, you know, cowboy cowgirl, but it's a little Bo Peep or a Bo Peep and uh Woody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like basically the story of a road trip and then, how Woody ends up back with Bo Peep. Yeah. And I'd say how they pull it together is very charming. Well, it's not necessarily about finding it, putting Woody and Bo Peep back no, together. No, 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 no. But that's, it ends up being like a that's big. A, that's a very, very general summary with uh, leaving out a main, one of the main plot points with Forky. Um, so Bonnie is, a, is, a, is all, is kindergarten age or preschool age. She goes to, kin- yeah. kinder- she goes to kindergarten orientation for the first time and she's very alone and Woody, before she goes, she's at, she's in her room and she's very nervous, and she like hides under her bed from her parents. She doesn't want to go to kindergarten orientation, like. And Woody's the- basically being forgotten by this point. She's yeah. not playing with him anymore, so he just wants to help her, but he's not necessarily one of like the go-to toys. Right. I mean, he's a cowboy and she's a girl. You know, she kind of likes she kind of likes girly toys, but then I don't know. She still takes out some boy toys every once every once in a while and. I mean, Buzz gets played with, but yeah, like Woody's, I guess, older and just doesn't get played with as often. So, um, so Woody just kind of wants to help her, and Woody just wants to kind of help her just be be the best toy he can be. So he sees her hiding under her bed, and then her parents take her to kindergarten orientation. He sneaks into her backpack and goes to kindergarten orientation with her, and notices that she kind of sits by herself and she doesn't have anybody who sits by her. And so he goes to the he goes to the trash and just puts like a bunch of crafts, uh, arts and crafts, kind of up on the table, and I'll I'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, but she ends up making a toy and calls him Forky, and it's a spork with uh, a couple of googly eyes on it. I'd say more spoon than fork. It's more spoon than fork. <laughs> it's a spork, so I mean, and sporks are more spoons than than forks. But uh, she calls him she calls him Forky. And he's made out of trash and he just wants to go back to the trash because he's made out of trash <laughs> and wants to be warm in the trash. Uh, but 
you know, the whole movie is just preserving Forky and trying to help, trying to help Bonnie. Like he have is a just friend. like klutzy. He's all over the place. Falling he's out of weird, cars. you know. He's like <laughs> he just wants to like he wants to jump out of cars. And he doesn't want to be around toys. He just wants to go to the trash and lay down under some ba- under some papers, you know. Uh, one of my favorite Forky ones, like we are made for eating. Um, soups and maybe some chili, and then we're be supposed to be thrown away, and yeah. he like jumps out the window. Exactly. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> he's like, and maybe some chili. <laughs> so we're so yeah, they go on a road trip. They're going on a road trip to I forget where they're where they're going exactly. I think it was. I don't. I, I don't know. know. It was like some like they rent an RV. They rent an RV and they're going. They're like going across country, and. You know, Forky, of course, wants to get out. And so eventually he just finds a way to escape. He just jumps out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> and Woody has to go chase after him because Bonnie needs Forky. And so then uh, Woody finds Forky, brings them back to the next stop that, the, that their RV stops, that the family's RV stops at. And it's at this, like, kind of fair place. And that's where most of the story takes place. It's kind of at this, like, fairgrounds, small town. Yeah, just like a Main Street drag and yeah. um, a little carnival going on and there's a little antique shop there at the carnival where like a lot of the action between like uh uh gabby 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 and her henchmen take place uh it's where i where you also meet duke kaboom (laughs) 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 who's excellently played by keanu Reeves in this movie and then at the fair you get to meet uh key and peele's characters which are bunny and bunny and ducky and they're really you know and like overall i really enjoy this movie um I would say I have a couple things for this movie. Number one would be, I think that for most of the movie, the scenes were really, really well crafted and they just were really well. The motion was like really, really good in all in most of the scenes. There were just a couple scenes that I wish they would have taken just like a little bit more time to just kind of let the emotion sit for a little longer before they went to the next thing. And also um, I felt I kind of felt like some of the characters were like a little bit cliche. You know, like, you know, you can see very obvious parallels between like Duke Kaboom and Ken from the toy, from toy story three, where they're kind of like hot shots and they really like fancy that they really fancy themselves. Duke has like a very interesting and funny backstory though, which I really enjoyed about him, which kind of like redeemed the character (laughs) for me a lot. Um, like he was taken out of his toy. He was taken out of his toy box. He was advertised as a toy that could like fly for like, you ever. know, just mm-hmm. ever, right? You could just fly forever. And he had, he had like, he, he was obviously from, he's from Canada. And like, he was opened by this like Quebec, Quebecian French boy. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Le Duc Caboon. That's what he's advertised as. And then like the kid, it's so funny. The kid like tries to play with Duke Kaboom. And he's like, he gets, he like goes, he like, cause he hits the ramp and he's advertised to be able to go through hoops and everything, but he just like hits the ramp and then goes down. And then the kid just like hates him and then just like throws him <laughs> away. <laughs> and Duke Kaboom still has like these, still has these like, these like flashback nightmares to that moment. supposed to be able to fly forever. He's <laughs> <laughs> just so funny. I just fell off the ramp. <laughs> yes, I, Canada. <laughs> Some really great, funny. great lines from him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Any criticism from you, Ev? I, I honestly, I enjoyed most of the movie. I just felt like some of the things were just like, I feel like they could have just spent a little bit more time on certain scenes, and then on other scenes, I wish, on other scenes, like I was totally pleased. I was so happy to be there. I feel like there wasn't a lot of the old timey Toy Story, yeah. which I was looking forward to. You know, yeah. uh, Rex and and um, I would have liked some more 
Buzz. I'm a big Buzz fan. Yeah, Potato Heads. I wish I, w- I wish. Yeah, the Potato, the potato heads. heads always have some of the funniest roles. Um, I mean, they're like the fu- they're like the Italian New York couple <laughs> that like are super super funny. And like Mrs. Potato Head is the is that loud like <laughs> my whiny wife that wants to just help all of you all the time. You know. <laughs> I did, they're, and they're so funny. Those <laughs> characters are freaking classic, but then they don't. They give them like maybe five lines of dialogue in this movie. Yeah, same with uh, Jesse. I feel like Jesse's a real good character. Yeah. Um, they kind of got shafted in this, but I am glad they threw the monkeys in because I believe they made an appearance in every movie. Yeah, they made a. They've made a small and appearance in every movie. I just love those freaking monkeys, man. They're they just, are so funny. But uh, this movie was only an hour and forty minutes long. Yeah, which I think was actually pretty short. It felt longer in a good way. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, no, I think I think they could have spent more time um, kind of. I don't know, building up Forky a little more, not like because he needed more screen time, but just like, why was she so obsessed with him? I feel like most kids would just get over a. a spork. Yeah, serious. So maybe more reason into why Forky was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when characters like Woody were just able to be thrown to the side, you know? Yeah. Um, but I have a couple of narrative criticisms, actually, of this movie. Okay. The first was the introduction of Ducky and Bunny, Key and Peele's character. Because, like, they didn't really play any sort of integral role in this movie. Not really. Like they were, could, they like kind of helped out. Like you could have made them. You could have made the movie without them, but they were kind of thrown in there as kind of like a last minute comedic comedic relief. I feel they still did a great job because I mean it's freaking Key and Pill and they're just hilarious, right? And I mean they're playing like a bright eyed ducky and bunny, and it's super <laughs> funny. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like you could have done without them. And then also they never near the end of the movie. Uh, Gabby Gabby, who's the main prota- main uh, antagonist of this movie, is trying to get Woody's voice box that's like one of the main plots. yeah because she wants to be a toy that works because she was defective she was defective and she was thrown away by her first owner i think i, I think if that was yeah that yeah was. and she's trying to get out of this antique store that she that they're at right now and what she needs is like a good toy box to to be shiny and happy and get some girl's attention and be taken home and loved right um they never uh, near so most of the movie is taking place with gabby and her henchmen like coming after woody kind of violently and creepy but then right near the end of the movie, like she kind of has this turn of heart and she's much more soft towards Woody. Like, and she's trying to negotiate with Woody. She's trying to just say like, Hey, could you just give me your, your voice? It's the voice box that, you know, you pull it, you pull the string, you pull and, the then, string and then, and then Woody she says, there's a like, snake in my boot and all that. Yeah. She didn't really need like his sayings. She just needed like his voice. She just needed his voice. She like had, his she had speaker. like her, she need, she had like her own disc inside of hers, but she just needed a better speaker to work. Yeah. And so she like said very, very cute things when she had it. But I mean, did you notice like how like there really wasn't like a very clear motive as to why she went all soft on Woody asking him for the Yes, thing? I did notice why. And that's kind of what that was one that was another thing that was like kind of unexplained. Like here's why did, I, uh, like why did she go really soft hearted very quickly like that? Because she thought that the voice box was going to cure all of her problems, right? She got her right. voice box. Everyone's going to flock to her. and Right. You know, oh, Gabby Gabby's the best toy. But, like, once she realized that even with the voice box, she just wasn't that desirable of a toy because mm. what was the girl's name? Molly? Molly. Yeah, I think her name was Molly or something. Anyways, whoever it was just, like, threw her away once she's like, huh, and just, like, kind of threw her away. And then I think she realized, oh, it's not the voice box. Um 
that was causing all my problems. So. But that was after she got the voice box from Woody. For most of the movie, she's trying to take it from Woody really yeah. violent, like kind of violently and like trying to throw throw her henchmen at him so that they can just rip him apart, right? Yeah. But then when you know when Woody goes back into the antique shop to try and save Forky, I mean, she comes with her henchmen and then like he's like threatening her with the pencil, right? And then she's still coming towards him, but she's very soft throughout the whole rest of the movie. She's been like super aggressive and like trying to come after him. But this very moment, like she goes really soft, but then there's no sort of like twist. You know, it's not her trying to be soft just to do it for an evil, for like an evil ploy. It's like soft, but then Woody totally accepts it. And then, but then everything works out pretty happy in the end. Yeah. And so I wish they kind of would have just maybe explained her motive for going softer at that moment a little bit better. Yeah, I guess so. I it guess just, it just would have been like a lot more clear for me. One of the things I liked is they gave a little backstory to Woody. Yeah. Like we at least know he was made in the fifties. Right. And so you have to think that Andy couldn't have been his first kid. No. Um, so I actually thought that that was kind of interesting that there's this whole life of Woody that we don't even know. Yeah. Cause he was made so long ago, like way before you and I were born. Right. 40 years or so. Right. But, uh, about as old as Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's getting up there. Um, yeah, so I thought that that was cool because um, I always figured, you know, he was made when Andy got him. Andy just went and bought him, and and that was it. I guess, does it say in the first movie how Woody was picked up? Uh, It doesn't really. No. Huh. Not really. I can't remember. I think I that would be a worthwhile movie. Yeah. Like Woody's origin story. Yeah. You could do we could do that. I mean, I think that people would still you'd still get criticism for like not ending the trilogy and just like going after money or something like that, but you could still make a but you do get a lot of Woody's origin story in the second movie too. I guess. You see like where his where his franchise came from. I mean like what you see Woody's Roundup and that's a very like that's a very fifties looking T V show, you know. Yeah. And then they can't they canceled it like something after like eight episodes or something like that, right? I can't I can't remember exactly what it was. But it I didn't mean, like, take off. It didn't take off, right? It didn't take off with the networks, and so they and so they so they canceled a show. Yeah, so I guess so. I guess they kind of did get that, but yeah. So I thought that was cool. They they snuck a lot of stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I loved though was. <laughs> The whole ending with Duke Kaboom. I'm not talking about like the ending ending. We can talk about that. Oh, yeah, about you wanted to. Oh, okay. Um, I want to talk about like the the soft ending where like it's the end of the action. Duke Kaboom is like going to make his grand jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Basically, they're like, just crash, Duke. Just crash it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to crash it, you know. But uh, the scene with the RV and Rex in there with the... Uh, the wires and she's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah, going, yeah. turn it on and off. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that whole scene was hilarious. Was what did you think about that? Did you think that they did a good job with like how they, the toys got around without being seen? And oh, I thought, it was, I thought it was brilliant. And, yeah. Oh, but that's one of my criticisms I wanted to make this movie that I mentioned earlier with like the arts and crafts thing. They like throw all these things like right next to the characters and the characters don't even notice that like something new has appeared. They're all just like, oh yeah, it did. it kind of <laughs> threw off the realness of it for me just a yeah. little bit. But yeah, anyway, I thought, I thought that scene though was really, really good. Like when they're just like, they're like, they're trying to get the parents to like come to the carnival or whatever so that they can get into the art so that uh, Woody and other toys, Woody and Forky can like get into the RV and so they can escape. Right. Um, But like, yeah, the toys are like disconnecting like, 
Like there's uh there's uh what's her name? Trixie who's like acting as the GPS. <laughs> Turn right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like di- and then once they get to the carnival, they're like connecting and disconnecting wires so that the car will like go, stop, go, stop, go, stop, and then the family are just being chased by policemen. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Yeah, and what what cracked me up about that is like after this whole scene is done, the police just like let him go in the R V that was like, going nuts. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I'd let him just, you know, walk away after that. <laughs> like, they almost crashed into a carnival full of children. and Yeah, like this, like, kind of, like, twirling mustache police officer just walks up to the window, taps on the window, and is just like, sir, like, don't do that again, basically, <laughs> and then just walks off. <laughs> oh, my God. Or that was cr- – I can't remember exactly what the police officer says, but, I mean, it was, it was funny. Yeah. Um, and then Duke Kaboom just, like, crashes, right? Yeah. And that, that whole scene's funny because <laughs> I think it's, like, a new confidence Duke finds. It's like – I'm not supposed to land it. I'm supposed to crash. I'm supposed to crash. <laughs> and he's right. like, I can crash. <laughs> and I don't know what they were trying to prove there because it's kind of like a weird, you know, story, not character plot. Right. Where it's like, oh, you're not supposed to be successful. You're just supposed to almost do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, I wonder what was like going through when they're like making this character. And it's like, you know, like this grandiose. <laughs> Some guys just sitting like, there, sit right in the script. I'm only meant to almost make it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good motivation. <laughs> yeah, well, like you know, that's kind of what it is. Like, well, he almost gets there, right? And I, I was like thinking about that, not in like a any specific way, but I'm like, huh, I wonder when they were writing that, if they were just cracking up and being like, let's, oh, oh, let's just that- have someone who's, you know, your whole wife is just. Almost total, total wannabe, total yeah. Schmo, you know. <laughs> yeah, no evil can evil, but <laughs> he's just funny though. And I mean, Keanu Reeves just plays him perfectly. I mean, it was a perfect role for Keanu. You don't expect Keanu Reeves to play that type of role, though. You know, I feel like you don't expect Keanu Reeves to be in anything, anything that's like happy or like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that I thought that was that was fun. Yeah. Any any Duke Kaboom is good. Any uh forky scene i thought was pretty funny the forky but like scenes are pretty great forky gets in like this philosophical type state of mind with gabby gabby and he's like and then woody does this and i'm thinking it's because his background is this and i'm like <laughs> where is he getting all this and then he like woody comes back and he's like oh woody hi you know and it's like trash 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 and like oh did you catch on to that? How Forky became like very deep when he was alone with Gabby Gabby? Kind and of ish. I, I have to go I have <laughs> to go back like and watch it actually. That's, I'm like, that's such a weird like character turn to yeah. be like just fixated on trash and just like wanting to be trash to being like really deep for like a few minutes of the film to like back to just being Forky. Yeah. And I'm like, that is kind of fun. That's kind of weird. Kind of yeah. funny though. Um um, let's talk about the ending because you wanted to talk about the ending specifically. Uh, I wanted what, to talk about the end of the greatest franchise of films for kids. Yeah, that's ever existed, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think? Do you I, think there's any? I mean, you have Lion King one, two, two and a half. If there has been ever, I, I don't think there's ever been any trilogy of films. This that is four. This is the yeah. Excuse me. This is any. Any series of films, any franchise of films in the history of animated films that have had as much impact on people's childhoods have been more successful, have been more delightful than the Toy, than the Toy Story series. 
I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say like I was weeping at the end, just thinking, about, just saying goodbye to all these characters because I mean, Toy Story One came out just before both Everett and I were born. Was it ninety five when it that came out? It was about ninety four, ninety five when it first came out. I thought it was ninety seven. It might have, it might have been ninety seven. I think it was ninety four, ninety five when it first came out, and I mean. That I mean, Toy Story One was ninety five. Toy Story One was a huge was a huge part, and then ninety nine I think is when Toy Story Two came out. Ninety nine was yep. when Toy Story Two came out, and then twenty ten was when Toy Story Three came out. Yep. And then twenty nineteen is when Toy Story Four comes out. Yes. I mean, these movies have like grown up with us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like we were born. We, we were, were born in nineteen ninety six. So I mean, we were born in ninety six. Three years later, two came out. Right. And then eleven after that. 11 Toy after Story that, Toy 3. Story 3 comes out. So, yeah, I mean, that was also what was hard is because I've been in, like, a really emotional set of TV shows lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm behind the curve on Game of Thrones, but last night's episode just kicked me in the face, right? Yeah, yeah. Very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm like, man, these characters I love. And I'm, like, you know, like, on the verge of just, like, giving up this series. And then, right, right um toy story it's like ah they don't die but it's like they do in a sense you know it's like they're putting it to rest is like a better which is which is fine because i've looked into what pixar has coming it seems like they have a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. coming to replace it but i mean the whole ending stems around people are going to be with who makes them happy Right. right and buzz is with the original gang. Yep. Um, he's never had a particular love interest. I mean, Jesse a little bit, but yeah, I mean, you know, like he just loves the friendship that he has with all these other characters. Buzz kind of had a thing for Jesse for a little bit. Yeah. But then that didn't really, but he ended up with Jesse. Right. Um, you have Forky with Bonnie, right? And you have the kicker. I thought Bo Peep was going to go with him. And they were all going to be a gang again. I thought so, too. Yeah. And and she didn't want to freaking go with them. <laughs> She's like, I want to be a free toy. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing that I was just kind of like, wow, that was really surprising. I mean, they explained her motivations for it pretty well. But, I mean, it was just like, whoa, like you did not – you want them to be a team again. You want them to be like a happily ever after. But it wasn't like the perfect happily ever after that you wanted it to be. It wasn't the perfect happily ever after. I and feel like in the, the sandbox, we kind of learned a lot about – the toys world outside of being a kid's toy. Right. Because you have other options. I didn't really think about that more because it was never really a pressing issue. Right. But you could also just be like a freelance toy, you know, out in the sandbox and in just wherever for for anybody to come and pick you up and and play with you. And I feel like it's more of like a, they get beat up and, you know, Bo Peep loses her arm and, you know, all that stuff. And, and then you have like the toys, who have kids and then that's more of like the coveted role it's like oh you got a kid you know all the carnival toys want to go (laughs) home with someone and right and so you have that where woody's obviously one and bo peep has turned into the other and so it's like who's gonna sacrifice to be with each other right and it's what do you have to sacrifice and i feel like woody's devotion to kids is stronger than peep's is to the free world. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like Bo Peep could easily go back with all of her friends and be happy and fine and she'd be with Woody. But yeah. for some reason she decides that that's not what she wants. So yeah, you get this whole ending of 
Woody deciding to, deciding to stay with his love interest. Bo Which P. I think is okay. I think like they kind of had to. I think it is okay because Woody's they almost kind of have to. They almost kind of have to break everybody's hearts at this point now. They do. They have it's to like end it they in have a good to, way. They have to end it in a good way. But I think that I think that they kind of went smart in kind of ripping a band aid in a sense, like yeah. breaking up the gang so that they know like this is it. Like <laughs> Woody's gonna live his life with Bo Peep, and the gang is gonna all go with Bonnie and live their lives, right? And I mean, they already ripped a pretty big Band-Aid with Andy, with Andy giving freaking Woody and Buzz to Bonnie. I mean, yeah, that one was real. That was terror. a that was a heart that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> like I wept at that. Like freaking watching Woody at the end of Toy Story three just take off his hat and say "so long, partner." Gosh, I think I wept for just like fifteen <laughs> minutes. You know, like yeah. I mean, but I mean, I get you get the same thing in this movie because Gabby Gabby gets a good gets a good a good kid to be with who will like actually love her. That yeah. was that's where I started to cry. And then the gang gets split up, and then you get to see Buzz and Woody like say goodbye to each other, and then that made me cry even and, more. And like the hug was just full of so much emotion. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know they could do that in a animated film. Just yeah. throw so much emotion into something as simple as like a hug, you know? Well, I mean, it's the end. It's like the end of a legacy, like I said. And yeah. it, it's like, it's like a connection. This is like spanning our entire our entire life. These movies have have spanned. We are twenty three years old. You soon to be. I'm soon to be 23 years old. And, and these movies are 24 years old. Amazing. So, I mean, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> it's I mean, a big, big deal for both of us. You know? In a way, more so. I mean, we were lucky. I feel like you and I were born in the age of movies. Yeah, we were. We had Marvel take off when we, we were Marvel, young. Marvel take off. Old enough that we could remember Iron Ni- Man. 90s movies are kind of wh- 90s is kind of where I don't know. I feel like action movies really picked up. I feel like drama really picked up in the 90s. Like everything kind of started. Cars to pick were up. poopy, so Ma- yeah. that's def- <laughs> that, I mean that's definitely our bias. The motor mean. industry had their tank in the 90s where everything was really ugly, so they had to make up for it in movies. Right, right. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we we were old enough to remember the first Iron Man. Right. I, if I'm not mistaken, we went on, it came out like May 2nd, which is the day after my birthday. And I think we all went for my birthday to go see Iron Man. Yeah, we did. I remember and that. And so we all saw that together. That's another big part of our childhood. Like yeah, from the Marvel. sixth grade to now, Marvel I mean, that's a whole, our, our life. Nine, what is it, 21 movies? About Yeah, 21 movies in, in 10 years, something like that, in 11 years. Something like that, yeah. Insane amount of movies. This is, I'd say, equally impactful as... As the Marvel, as a Marvel, I'd say I'd say even more since this has survived with me since like my earliest childhood. Yeah, and the the reason this one kind of hit harder is because it's like one of those things where it's like, ah, you know, it's it hits you like when you move out. When I moved out, I was like ready to move out, right? Right, right. But it still hit me. It's like this is a house I grew up in. This is every everything that's comfortable to me is ending yeah <laughs> you know and serious like, and like i'm sure you felt the same way when oh. you moved to guatemala it's like everything that is comfortable to you is just getting ripped is away getting taken away from you and right so now, yeah. it's like you have these experiences and i feel like this is like that where you're almost forced to just like grow up right because like you can always return to like a kid state it's like oh well yeah toy story i'm always going to remember that as a kid because that's what i grew up with so right. with lion king and you know all these movies but like yeah this one ended it's over. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. And it was a good, it was a freaking It was good a good series. ending. I like that they, they were tasteful with it. 
they didn't give you exactly what you wanted because yeah. if it were up to me, I'd be like, keep them all together. No, you me know? too. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> me too. Like, it's like they're all friends. They need to stay they all, together. They're all friends. They need to stay together and they but need to live like happily ever after. But it's like necessary goodbyes where Buzz says goodbye to Woody. Yeah. And it rips your heart out. But and like, you know, so and you know that it's okay because like Bonnie doesn't really care for Woody even. Yeah, he's you know? he's a toy that's being phased out. It's an old, and to- he an needs old toy. to he needs to be happy, and Bonnie isn't gonna make him happy anymore. And right, po, uh, Bo Peep will, and Buzz is still being utilized. But like, I mean, wow, what a what an ending to an epic series. Right, right, and I mean, I have nothing else to say, but it's the perfect ending to the best four movies that a child could ask for. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. Well, I mean, I don't have too much too much more to say about this movie other than like I'd say we just go at your own peril. Like I, I I'm not <laughs> I'm not kidding when I said I was an emotional wreck after this movie. Just to feel so deeply connected to a movie to a movie series like this and to have a movie that can make you feel connect like can connect you to yourself like toy story can it's it's really special it's a really really special movie that can make at least for me movies that can make me cry always have a special place in my heart but i mean toy story especially since it's like been so dear to my heart for like you know for all these years it's like you know i, I don't know anyway and it, i feel it like was in, very meaningful i very, feel like in today's age of movies they could have easily ruined it and oh you know oh, yeah. tried to go a direction to please everyone but they didn't you know they they went with what would be most realistic yep and because of that it's the hardest because you can relate to it you know right. and it's it's like oh man i too have had things torn from me and mm. like <laughs> um i don't know it was a really tasteful ending um i want to do two ratings okay one for toy story four okay and one for toy story the trilogy one through four yeah okay <laughs> the, the the series yeah, yeah 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 because i feel like they both need a little they both need a both need a sound it's off over yeah. so we need uh we need to rate them absolutely. absolutely let's go with just toy story four um i okay. can start if you want go for it i want to give it a nine two wow that's awesome because the ending was so phenomenal that it had its hiccups in the middle. There were some dry parts. There were mm. some parts where I, you know, didn't really give much care for. But right, I mean, the way it pulled itself just together was awesome. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I'm gonna give this. I'm also gonna give this a nine point two. So that is a nine point two <laughs> <laughs> from yeah. us here. At the I'm Solid very Film happy with that. I usually, that I usually get a little bummed when we are so close together in our ratings. But this is. I mean, I think, yeah, I think all of us were on the same page. I think that if Evan were here right now, Evan loved he, it. He, I mean, the text he sent it. us, I mean, they were all positive. We so. were all very positive about this um, movie. Let's give Evan like a nine five. We'll give him. <laughs> <laughs> so then we can round it up to like a nine three five. I think okay. Um, so that gives us a nine three. That's, nine a, three. that's a nine three from us. Um, Let's go Toy Story as a whole. Uh, ten all out four. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a little excessive. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, a nine, eight, a nine, eight, a nine, eight. Wow. 9.8. Yeah. How about you F? I'd give it a nine, a nine straight nine. Cause there were areas in toy story two. I wasn't too fond of. Yeah. There were I areas in toy story three that I thought were not my favorite. Um, yeah. I wasn't a fan of the bear. <laughs> you didn't like the bear in toy story three. No, yeah. didn't really hit me. Um, because of that, I mean, I really should drop it a little more, but Toy Story 1 hooked me. Love right. Toy Story 1, love Toy Story 2, yeah. even though, you know, there were areas that I was like, meh. Yeah. 
Toy Story 4, though, really pulled it home for me. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go too far in the animation, which I liked because they could have probably made it look more real than they did. Right. But I liked that they kept it animated. What do you think Evan would have given it if he were here? I'm going to say he'll give it like a 9, 9-1, nine something like that. Something like that. I feel like Evan has a soft spot for any animation just because he's so near and dear to to animation. That is a 9-3 um, for both Toy Story 4 and the Toy Story series, the story, Toy Story franchise. Not bad. That's a, I think Good that's, job, John Lasseter. He's I the think creator that's, of I these. I think that's the highest rating we've given any movie so far on on solid film review i don't know did we give i think End we gave game might we have might have given higher. avengers just a little high i think we gave it that I like a it nine higher. four nine five something like that, that might have been higher that's that was just absolutely they're coming out with another ending to Endgame. game uh, not yeah an ending, but like coming, alternate scenes and but I'm they're like, putting all of it like, together and like it's to it's to edge out avatar we all know it but i mean that's <laughs> like it's still like that's hey. brilliant shoot your shot that's effing brilliant though yeah. <laughs> and like i'm totally everyone's gonna go see it you know oh, everyone's i'm gonna, gonna go, go see, see it, it. everyone i go feel like it's it. gonna have just as big of a turnout as the first one yeah exactly I and mean, did you see all those videos on twitter and instagram with the whole theater when uh sp- i'm not gonna spoil anything. spoiler yeah <laughs> no but uh in the one scene <laughs> that should give you a hint with uh iron man the whole theater is just like I just loses their mind. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, dude, this has not been done since like Star Wars. Of oh, anyways, no. so that's coming back. Oh, you Avengers, know Avengers get. Endgame and Infinity War were both events, and like, oh yeah, they were historic events. Like people will historians will write our about children that will in, never have the same experience we did with these movies. Oh no, no, they won't. Just like just like our our moms and dads like had the experience with Star Wars. Like Avengers is like our Star Wars. Yeah, know? I mean we're getting the new Star Wars, but one, I mean five, what is it, four, five, six, or five, six, seven? Uh, five, six, seven. We won't get that. Four, five, four, five, six. Sorry. Four, five, six. Four, five, yeah. six. That that we won't ever have. No. Which is a bummer. Yeah, this is true. This is true. But. Anyway, okay. Anyway, that's a nine three from us here at the Salt Lake Film Review. Uh, make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Oh no, excuse me, Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to uh, leave us a comment at saltlakefilmreview.com. Also, make sure to give us uh, drop us a donation on Patreon. Uh, Everett, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I do not. Just we will see you next week. Okay. A lot Perfect. of good movies coming out, so stay tuned. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give Evans line since, uh, since go for it, it needs to be given from all of us here at the Salt Lake Film Review. From all of us, th- this is the oh excuse me, <laughs> I got this, I got this. Here we go. This is the these are the guys from the Salt Lake Film Review signing off.